We forget that like innately we have skills, we have talents, we have things that maybe you take for granted, but somebody else might not. If you're a person who's looking to have more purpose in your life, if you're saying to yourself, I don't want to just go to work, I want to do my life's work. If you want to be baking or sculpting or dancing or songwriting or screenwriting or painting or doing that thing that you've just always wanted to do but you haven't figured out quite how to make a living full-time doing it, this is the show. This is the show, Don't Keep Your Day Job. How do you figure out how to take your passion and turn it into a profit? Life is too short not to wake up every day excited. You've got something that you've got to share with the world. I'm positive. That's why you're here. We're here to have this conversation week after week. We're interviewing people who've done it. We're talking about the strategies. The show will not just give you inspiration, but some real life tools that you can start to take some real action week after week so that you can not just go to work and build someone else's dream. You can do the thing that you've always truly wanted to do. Make yourself the happiest version of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so happy that you're here. 2018, this is going to be your year. Thanks to Warby Parker for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Get boutique quality stylish eyewear and sunglasses at revolutionary prices. Try them for yourself by going to warbyparker.com slash dreamjob to order your free home try-on kit with free shipping all around. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Skillshare is offering Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners a limited time offer of three months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash dreamjob. Again, just go to Skillshare.com slash dreamjob to get three months of Skillshare for 99 cents. Act now for this special New Year's offer and start learning today. This episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is treating Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners to $30 off your first order if you visit blueapron.com slash dreamjob. So check out this week's menu and get your $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com slash dreamjob. This episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job is brought to you by Active. Active produces audio-based workouts created by certified professional trainers available through a mobile app. New members get 50% off an annual membership. Visit active.com slash dreamjob. That's A-A-P-T-I-V.com slash dreamjob. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. Today, we're going to talk about how to teach a successful class. I'm going to take you behind the scenes into my whole process. You can steal my entire process, and I'm going to show you how I've made over $1.5 million in the last two years teaching classes. And it was pretty extraordinary, and it's been amazing because I've been able to um, scale this business. I've been able to work with artists all over the world. And since I've been teaching classes, I just feel like everybody should think about it. I don't think people realize what's out there and how much you probably know that you you take for granted that you know. And I think that there's such a missed opportunity. I think that there are things that we feel passionate about that we know how to do. And I think that there are people all over the world who might really benefit from your enthusiasm and from your wisdom. So we're going to talk today about how to teach a successful class. I can't wait to get started. Also, if you have any questions about any of this or anything else that we've talked about on the podcast, I'm going to be on Facebook this week at the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. There's there's a private Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. You guys can join it. I'll be there this week on Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and you guys can join me, and we can talk about anything that you want to talk about, whether it's this episode, if you have an idea for a class, if you have questions about this, because we're going to get into a lot of stuff here. It's a little bit overwhelming. If you have questions, I'll be there to help you to flush things out or or anything for that matter, anything at all that's coming up. You can catch me at the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group this Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I can't wait to continue 
continue to talk to you guys. I'm here to support you. So I have a couple of things I want to share with you that are on my mind, and then we're going to dive in. I'm going to give you my entire process today, and you can get a peek sort of behind the scenes of how I've been able to really scale a business and help lots of people around the world with one particular class. And I'm sure there are so many other things that you guys have in you. So many classes. Everyone has a class in them. You will find your tribe. You will be floored. But really, I um, I mean it when I tell you that you're extraordinary, when I tell you that you've got this. It's not just me being nice. It's because I've I've been on the planet long enough to know and to to see that people just don't see themselves. They don't see themselves the way that I I see you, you know. I'm here to remind you that you've got this and I know that um I sort of have a um a battle ahead of me because there's already a lot of statements that you probably tell yourself whether you know it or whether it's subliminal. And I think the thing that needs to be said is we have to be willing to be uncomfortable. And I think we should start to notice like if something's making you uncomfortable, instead of just quickly resisting it and reacting to it, how about just letting it be there and then realizing that you you can actually tolerate it. I remember about 10 years ago, I was in a mindfulness class and um, my teacher was was quoting uh, John Kabat-Zinn, who's a great mindfulness teacher. And she just had us close our eyes and she said, and just notice where your thoughts go. And it's just incredible how like just within like seconds, these difficult or negative or stress-inducing thoughts just sort of show up. And it's it's hard. It's hard to tolerate those thoughts sometimes. But what she used to say to us is, things are as they are, and I can be with them just as they are. And that's really a powerful statement. Like, think of that for a second. Things are as they are, and I can be with them just as they are. If we can start to flex that muscle of tolerating things more, um, I think we're going to put our hat in the ring more. And it's like, yeah, you might be uncomfortable, and you could be with that. Life is being uncomfortable. Like that's part of the whole journey. It's not like we should just get scared when it's uncomfortable. I think we should anticipate it, you know, and there there will be times where pain is avoidable and that'll be great. And then there'll be things that are uncomfortable, like sitting in traffic or having a certain kind of conversation or having to um, get out of your comfort zone. And instead of running from those things, I think we need to deepen um, that muscle and say to ourselves like, I can be with this. So so I'm uncomfortable um, putting something out there on Etsy or on Instagram. I can tolerate that, you know, because the more you can tolerate being uncomfortable, man, is there a lot waiting for you on the other side of that, you know? So just go. And that means tolerating being a little bit freaked out or not feeling like we've got it all together and being a mess and, and actually also letting that be okay too. Like, yeah, maybe people will see that you're not perfect. Oh my goodness. It's like, are they perfect? You know, do you have to be perfect? Um, so we're going to talk about teaching it. We're going to talk about some things that are really important when it comes to the essentials of how to teach it and what things I think it would be really good food for thought. I made you guys a cheat sheet. So if you go to the show notes on iTunes or if you go to the show notes at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com and you look at this week's episode, um, you can download this cheat sheet and it just sort of helps you to really streamline everything we're going to talk about today. Thanks to Warby Parker for supporting our podcast. Warby Parker makes high quality, stylish, and affordable glasses that start at only $95, including prescription lenses. Plus, lenses include anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings. Warby Parker makes buying glasses online easy and risk-free with their Home Try-On program. The Home Try-On program allows you to order five pairs of glasses shipped directly to your door where you can try them on in the comfort of your own home and get feedback from your friends and your family and your colleagues. You can keep the frame for five days before sending them back for free using the prepaid return shipping label with 
with no obligation to purchase. For every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. I love Warby Parker. It's so much fun. I actually went and did it and I clicked through the website and picked five pairs that came to my house. My favorite is the Louise and I also love the Simone because it's two-tone. It's like brown tortoiseshell on the top and then on the bottom underneath your eye, it's sort of like a, a white rose kind of fade color. I love it. The quality is great, really hip. It makes everything super easy and convenient. They come right to your door. You can send them back. My husband wanted a pair. My sister wanted a pair. You'll see. You'll love them. Try Warby Parker out for yourself and see how good you look in their frames. Go to warbyparker.com slash dreamjob to order your own free home try-on kit with free shipping all around. And if you have an iPhone X, be sure to download the Warby Parker app and try their new Find Your Fit feature. The app measures key facial features through the phone's true depth camera and suggests which Warby Parker frames would best fit your face. That's Warby Parker parker.com slash dream job. Be sure to type lowercase D-R-E-A-M-J-O-B, one word. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting our podcast. It's still January, which means you're probably still thinking about your New Year's resolution. While many people have resolved to go on a diet, hit the gym, or call their mom more often, our sponsor Skillshare encourages listeners to use 2018 to learn new skills and make this year their best year yet. Skillshare is an online learning platform with over 18,000 classes in business, marketing, entrepreneurship, technology, and more. Whether you're trying to deepen your professional skill set, start a side hustle, or build your own business, Skillshare will keep you learning in 2018 and beyond. I think Skillshare is incredible. There's so many classes there that you would find really helpful. You can take classes in graphic design or writing, marketing, sales, home business, lots of things that I think are really helpful to growing your business. And for me, if I have free time, it's like, wow, I could just watch a video and it, it re-inspires me and encourages me. It's a great way to use your downtime to, to gain skills and resources. And just in time for the new year, Skillshare is offering Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners a limited time offer of three months of Skillshare for 99 cents to sign up go to skillshare.com slash dream job. Again, just go to skillshare.com slash dream job to get three months of Skillshare for only 99 cents. Act now for the special New Year's offer and start learning today. So let's dive in. How to teach it. First things first. Open a blank Google Doc. These are going to become, these Google Docs are going to become your best friend. Open a blank Google Doc and write down everything you know on the subject. I know you might be thinking to yourself, how would I teach somebody how to bake? I'm good at baking, but I don't know how to teach it. Or I know you might be thinking to yourself, I know how to paint or I know how to write a script, but how would I teach that? Believe me, you take for granted how much you actually know. So I want you to open a blank Google Doc and take the pressure off. You don't have to figure out the class at this very minute. Just open a blank Google Doc and just brain dump everything you possibly can think of that you know on this topic or that you might want to relate to somebody else. Don't take it for granted, all the stuff that you know. Just put it all out there. Okay, don't judge because you're going to go back and you're going to have time to edit this and to pull this together into a syntax later. So just take some time and it might take you more than one sitting. So maybe you're going to open a blank Google Doc and you're going to do this maybe for an hour and then you're going to do it again like two days later for an hour. But just get it all out there. However long it takes, you'll be surprised once you start writing and you just let your hands continue to type, you'll probably have a lot that comes out. And then, so you might do this once, you might do this twice, but just do it until you feel like it's all out there. So that's step one. Okay. Now, step two. So now that you've brainstormed, you put everything out there, now we want to chunk this down into sections. So I want you to start looking at this. Maybe you print out the Google Docs and now you've printed them out. You're holding them tangibly in your hand and you could take a highlighter and you could circle like maybe this paragraph on this page goes together better instead of with the following paragraph, it goes together better with like this sentence from page four and then this page from the top of page seven. So like 
put those things together in some way. You can color code them. You could take out post-it notes and you could start like, you know, making numbers next to different paragraphs. So you could just chunk together which pieces, which aspects you want to keep and which ones go together. And now, now that you have sections, see if you can put them in some syntax, in some order. Like, okay, you know what? I got really clear on page three about a few things. And I think that that's actually the first step. So that's going to be step one. And then this part that I did in blue, that's on page two. And it's also a little bit on page five, that's going to be part number two. So start putting it into some, some order. Once you have things in order and you just have these like general concepts of all these different things that you wrote, ask yourself, how could you take this and break it into a section? And now from those sections, let's say you have eight sections. How do you break each one of those sections into bite-sized steps? How can you make these things digestible? So just start to play with that. And if you want, maybe you have a friend of yours come over. Maybe it's somebody who's just smart looking at grammar. Maybe somebody who's good at writing. But it doesn't even have to be someone who's great at writing copy. It could just be a person maybe who's a sounding board who could just listen through what it is that you're talking about. In fact, one way to do this is maybe you're a great cook and you're a great vegan cook. And maybe there's a friend you have who's always like, I'd love for you to teach me this. And you think to yourself, well, now's a perfect time. You know, I can have this person come over and look through my notes and be a sounding board for me and maybe because they want to learn it, they'd be willing to offer me this time and I can basically give them this class for free because they're going to be listening and they're going to be helping guide me through as somebody who might be like an ideal student They'll be getting this training hands-on, one-on-one. They'll be sort of like my beta. In fact, you could even offer to do this for a group of people. Maybe there's four people you know who wanted to write a screenplay or four people you know who want to learn voice or four people you know who want to be painting the way that you paint. So you could bring people in. It could be one person, two people, just to help you put things in order. Maybe you have them sit around a table and you ask them, what do you think? What's missing? What questions remain for you? So that you can really make sure that the content is there. So the first two steps are just getting everything out there that you can possibly think of and then putting things into a syntax, putting those pieces now into bite-sized steps and then figuring out what's missing and do you have all the content together, okay? So that's that's the first step when it comes to creating the content. Now, step three, once you have the content, okay, so that's awesome. Now it's about thinking, what are the various ways that you can teach this? Okay, so obviously, number one, you could teach one-on-one, right? Like if you're a person who wants to help kids with reading or you're a person who wants to teach painting, you could offer private lessons. You could offer private guitar lessons. You could offer private cooking lessons. That's easy. Okay, that's sort of like the low-hanging fruit. What else could you do? How can you think about this in a grander scale? How can you be affecting more people? So one thing you could do is let's start thinking about how you could teach to groups, right? So where could you hold the classes? So of course you could teach maybe out of your home. You could think about teaching at a local community center. Maybe you could look at the local parks and rec department, maybe local parks. They offer classes and maybe you could offer to the person who's organizing those that you have a certain class you want to teach. Maybe they could make some time for you. So that's some low-hanging fruit. But how do you think a little bit more out of the box? Is there a cool space in your neighborhood or near you locally where you could rent some space? Is there like a loft? Is there a theater somewhere that might have some availability? Like in LA where I live, I remember thinking about this when I first started 
started teaching songwriting. And so at first I was just teaching people one-on-one, you know, it was one of those things that I wasn't even thinking about as a, as an income stream. It was just something that naturally people would ask me, Oh, Kathy, can you teach me? How did you do that? How did you get your song to that show? How did you get your song to be in that trailer? How'd you get your song in that movie? How'd you get your song in that McDonald's ad? How'd you do that again? And so people would come to my house. People would meet with me one-on-one. I wasn't charging them. I was just helping people. And then over time I realized, you know, maybe this is something I should teach. And so I sat down and started looking at like how I could chunk this into a class. And when I started thinking about teaching to groups, the first way that I did it was just opening my home. I was like, okay, well, I guess I could have 12 people in my living room on a Sunday and I could teach this for three hours. And so I started that way and I would charge people like, let's say 150 bucks to come for three hours. And I would give them this like crash course in how to write music for film and TV and ads. And I started learning from that, you know, what was missing, what was working, what people liked. I got a lot of positive feedback. And then I thought maybe there's more people who want to come and I can't fit all of those people in my living room. So I started thinking out of the box. And at first, you know, you hit a wall and your own mind tells you, oh God, well, there's nowhere I can teach. It's not like I own some big giant office or some cool space, but you'd be surprised, you know, like you seek and you shall find. Like if you start asking questions like that, you're going to start to make a list of what possible answers could be. And so I had this thought, I was like, maybe there are places, like maybe there are small theaters in LA, which I wasn't aware of, but I thought maybe there were theaters that were available during the day. Because often if you go to see a show, you're going to see a show in the evening, but what about like on a Tuesday morning? Are there theater spaces that are available for rent? And so I made some calls and of course, like some people had no space or some people told me it was way too expensive expensive. And then I found a couple theaters, like seriously, there was a few theaters that lo and behold, they were willing to give me the whole space, a theater that could seat like a hundred people. They were willing to rent me that space for like $150 for four hours, for a four hour block of time. And I thought, you know, that might be something I could do. You know, if I was charging enough for the class, maybe it would really pay and maybe it would be profitable. And then I'd have the ability to have a hundred people come to this theater. So I started renting a theater and I started to sell tickets to this class. And people could come to the class. Let's say the class was 50 bucks or 100 bucks, and I was only spending 150 bucks for the four hours. It started to become really profitable. And then I thought, well, I have this space. Could I do other things with this space? Like instead of me just teaching, could I also add other value by bringing in guest speakers? And now that I have a stage and now that I have an official space for people to come, it just started to snowball. It started to grow. And I did that for about eight months, and it was fantastic. So another thing you could do, let's say you don't want to rent space. Let's say that feels really overwhelming. Like you don't want to have to, you know, be spending $150 from the outset. You're not sure how many people are going to come. Let's say you don't want to rent space. What are other out-of-the-box ways that you can think about finding a space? Like if you don't want to have people coming to your home, what are other ways that you can find a space where you can bring people in person? So here's a few things you could think about. Is there a coffee shop that wants more customers? Like let's say you're doing a class on business tips. Like you want to teach people how to grow their business or let's say your class is on budgeting or let's say you're a sommelier and you just want to talk about like how to pair the right wine with the right foods. Whatever your class is on, is there a coffee shop maybe that wants to bring in more business and maybe the people who you're targeting is also their target? And so maybe they would let you use their space because they felt like it was adding value to their customers. Let's say you wanted to teach a class to women and there's this really cool women's boutique and there's this shop that you think a lot of women frequent. Maybe you go to the shop owner and you say, look, do you want to have like a wine and cheese evening and I'll offer to teach something about self-defense for women or about dating or about whatever you think would, would work for their 
target market. Maybe they would make an event out of it because they already pay rent for that space or they already own that space. And there might be hours where the shop isn't open or maybe hours where the shop is open, but it's usually slow. And they might want to bring people in and bring in their audience it would help them bring in more customers and they would actually make a little money. And maybe they could even do something like whoever came to your class, let's say you also promoted it, maybe they would offer that people could also shop after the class and get like a 20% discount or maybe 20% of what they sold that night went to charity. I recently did an event for Don't Keep Your Day Job for this podcast at a local toy store. It's a toy store in the front and the back. It's an old theater. This toy store is such a cool space. And this toy store is like an old movie theater. Um, And in the front, it's a toy store. So they have this big event space. And I said, could we bring in listeners of the podcast? And they were like, yeah, it just brings more traffic to the store. They loved it. It was very win-win. So think out of the box. How could you teach whatever it is you want to teach? Where could you find a space? Where would it be mutually beneficial for both you and somebody else who has a space? Or is there a space that you could rent? Okay, now another thing to think about is what if you taught online? So I was renting a space at a local theater. And then somebody turned to me and said, What about people who don't live in Los Angeles? What about artists that can't come, that can't physically be here? Would you do an online class? And that's when things just cracked wide open. Like I already thought it was amazing that I was able to teach a class and I was able to, you know, show up somewhere for two hours and make like $5,000 for the two hours. And I thought, this is incredible. And people were excited. People were riveted. People kept saying, when's the next class? And I thought, wow, this is amazing. This is such an incredible way to make money. This is an incredible way to add value. And then I thought, well, what about this whole online space? Is that another way that I could teach? So have you thought about that? Now, the first person who suggested that to me, her name is Tiana Gustafson, and she's somebody who went to Berkeley undergrad, Berkeley School of Music, and then she did her master's in marketing. And so putting together her love of songwriting plus her marketing stuff, she had heard me speak on a podcast before I even had a podcast. I was a guest on a podcast called the CD Baby Podcast, where I was talking to musicians about how to be a songwriter. And she emailed me and she said, you should have an online class. And she knew all about it. I remember the first time I talked to her on the phone, I was taking notes on like the back of an envelope and I just couldn't stop scribbling things down. I felt really overwhelmed. If I'm being honest, I was listening to all the stuff she was saying about different ways to grow an online class. And I thought, I don't know this stuff. Like I'm not good at this tech stuff. I don't know how I'm ever going to do this. But I thought, this isn't rocket science. Like if I commit to this, I should be able to figure it out. And so I just, it was like breaking my teeth, learning a new language, but I was determined to do it. And I remember I was pregnant with my third daughter and I thought, all right, I'm going to make this sort of like a goal for myself to figure this out before the baby is born. And I did it. And so I wanted to just like sort of whet your appetite. And of course you could do some searching on your own, but there are so many ways to teach online. You would be so surprised at how doable this is. So Udemy is a platform that I don't know that much about because I've never um, personally put a class up on there, but I've been a connoisseur. I've actually taken some classes through Udemy. It's really cool. There's so many ways for you to make a class. So Udemy is one of those ways. And another way that I have used is something called Teachable. There's a thing called teachable.com. There's also Kajabi. So Teachable, I have a lot of experience with. I love Teachable. 
Teachable. Teachable is something that's really user-friendly. And you could go today, you could take some time and you could study the way that their site works. But basically, you can come up with an idea for a class and then it's sort of like building a website, but it's so easy. You can upload things. Like they'll say, you know, do you have a worksheet for your first module or your first section? And here you can upload the PDF. And do you have a slideshow that you want to teach? Do you have a video you want to teach? How do you want to teach this class? And they make it really easy to upload things so that you could take this content that you've created and you can decide with your content, is your content going to be taught through videos? Is your content going to be taught through um, slideshows? And then you can use something like Kajabi or Teachable and you could upload those slideshows. And with every slideshow, maybe you have a worksheet that accompanies that slideshow. Maybe you have a worksheet that accompanies that video. Maybe you have some assignments and you can sort of just upload it because their templates are really easy. It's like all drag and drop. So what's great about using something like Teachable or Kajabi is not only is it helpful because it makes it a space where there's like a website, there's a destination. Let's say your your class is on bird watching, right? So it's called like Sarah's Birding. And then people have a website they can go to and boom, it looks like a proper school. There's an enroll button. There's a place for you to describe the class. There's a way for you to show people what's in the class. And then when people enroll, it does all that other stuff where it'll help people with their credit card payment. It'll help people with their PayPal. It makes it super easy and seamless so that you don't have to do that stuff. It lets you know what students are in your class. It can send an automated email to let people know when to get cracking on what module or what section. And then you have the control. You can decide if class content is going to be dripped out like each week, if they're going to get something new, or if it's all going to sort of be there right away and people can go at their own pace. But it makes it super easy and it's so exciting. Like once you realize how scalable that is and how many people you can be affecting and teaching and contributing to, it's almost endless. And then you can just decide like, how many people really is like in your own barometer, like how many people is too much and how many people is too little and how much can you really get across and how many people being in there will really allow you to like give as much value as you can. But if you use Teachable or you use Kajabi or something else like it, I'm sure there's many other sites, but those are the ones that I've seen. So you can use that service and it's incredible. You could be teaching like 400 people at one time and think about it. Like let's say your class was 25 bucks a month. 50 bucks a month. Let's say your class and you could decide like, is it, is it three payments? Is it a six week program? Is it a 12 month program? Are you going to be charging 20 bucks a month? Is it going to be a hundred dollars a month? You can determine that. We're going to talk about that in a second, but think about how scalable that is. And then all the content is already there. People can go at their own pace and we'll talk about some other ideas that I have for you for how you can support your your students and really make it the best that it could possibly be in terms of value that you're offering. But think about how scalable that can be depending on what you're charging and how many people you have in there. It's amazing. It's amazing how much change you can affect, how much you can offer, but also how much money you can make from doing something that you love and teaching something that you love. This episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job is brought to you by Blue Apron, a better way to cook. I love Blue Apron. My kids love Blue Apron. Recently, I had the baked cod and tomato sauce with collard greens and roasted potatoes. So good. Blue Apron is the leading meal kit delivery service in the U.S. And while many people know what they do, many don't know about the types of meals you eat when you cook with Blue Apron, like strip steaks with potatoes and spicy maple collard greens, a steakhouse-inspired favorite with a delicious twist, chili-infused maple syrup. With incredible ingredients and chef-designed recipes, Blue Apron lets you see what the power of food can do. Blue Apron delivers fresh, pre-proportioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes right to your door that can be cooked in under 45 minutes. The menu changes every week based on what 
in season, and it's designed by Blue Apron's in-house culinary team. Blue Apron offers 12 new recipes each week, and customers can pick two, three, or four recipes based on what fits their schedule. Blue Apron sends only non-GMO ingredients and meat with no added hormones. Upcoming meals include strip steak and potatoes with spicy maple collard greens, spicy chicken and stir-fried vegetables with jasmine rice, and creamy facility bucati pasta with fried rosemary and walnuts. Blue Apron is treating Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners to $30 off your first order if you visit blueapron.com slash dreamjob. Check out this week's menu and get your $30 off at blueapron.com slash dreamjob. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. This episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job is brought to you by Active. Active produces audio-based workouts created by certified personal trainers available through a mobile app. Active has lots of great key benefits, including expert trainers for maximum results and motivation, flexible audio workout formats so you can work out just the way you like, and a variety of classes and levels to keep you engaged with your fitness program over time. Active has classes for all fitness levels from beginner to intermediate to advanced, and with more than 2,500 workouts available on the platform and more than 30 new classes added each week, there's always a new workout to try. Or simply pick the type of guidance you are feeling up for that day, whether it's technical training, high energy coaching, or boot camp style intensity. With Active, you have the ability to search by difficulty, music genre, and duration so you can find a workout you love every time. I think Active is awesome because it's an app, right? So wherever you are, let's say you have 20 minutes, let's say you have 30 minutes and just right on the spot, you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to click this on my phone right now and I'm going to choose something based on how much time I have and, and I can use this time. So I find that incredibly helpful. Subscriptions start at $14.99 billed monthly or $99.99 for an annual membership. For a limited time, new members get 50% off an annual membership, which is just $49.99 for the whole year of unlimited workouts. Visit active.com slash dream job. That's dot slash dream job. Okay, so step number four is how do you get people to your class? How do you fill it? How do you have people actually come? Okay, so here's a few things that you can be thinking about. Facebook ads are amazing. If you guys are not already using Facebook ads, then you have to start getting familiar with it. Facebook ads are so helpful because on Facebook, they can target people who have interest in the things that you're talking about. And so let's say you want to teach a class to women um, who are in a certain age group who have an interest in a certain type of thing. You can, through Facebook ads, have your ad, have your content appear on the on the streams, on the feeds of people who are exactly your ideal student. So that's something to think about. Now, when you're when you're running something, when you're running a Facebook ad, something that's really helpful to think about is offering content. Because if you're creating something that's free, that some someone can download, like let's say you want to teach a scrapbooking class, right? Let's say your target demographic is women between the ages of 31 and 41. Like you just have a hunch that that's like sort of the people who would want to take your class. And it's people who have an interest in scrapbooking. You could run a Facebook ad targeted to those people and you could run something that you think is valuable, like a piece of content that you think is cool. Maybe you create like a free worksheet or a cheat sheet, something that you think would be helpful that would that would be of interest to them. You can run that and then in exchange for downloading your content, they can give you their email address. And now you can be nurturing that email address and you could be giving to that email address once a week something that you think is valuable and then let those people know about your class when your class becomes available, whether it's local and it's something that someone could show up to or whether it's an online class, it's even better. Thinking about how to brand yourself as an expert is a really important thing because if eventually you want people to pay you to take your class, then I feel like you should already be letting them know that you have valuable things to teach. So here's one epiphany that I had over the last few years that I think has to be shared. 
If you want to get people to take your class, or even if you want to get someone to buy the thing you're making, whatever it is that you want to sell, there has to be sort of a buildup before you just say, here, would you like to buy it? And and what that is, is it's sort of like this sort of runway where you're adding value and you're branding yourself as sort of a person who's interested in something or an expert in something or someone who knows something about something. So you don't want to teach everything obviously for free, but the more people feel that you offer true value and they've already think to themselves, well, if I learned this much from this blog post, or if I learned this much from the free class she taught, or if I, if I learned this much from the free webinar she gave, I went to her webinar and she taught the first three steps to, to selling music for film and TV. And that was so helpful that it made me want to take her whole class. Or I really want to learn copywriting. And I took this free webinar and I found that it was so valuable and there was so much value packed in it that it made me want to sign up to take the whole online class. I was recently talking to a friend of mine. She's really talented. She went to NYU for theater and she's a great teacher in addition to being an actor. And so I said to her, how's that going? She's like, well, I have like nine kids in my class and I'm teaching playwriting to kids and the parents are really happy and the kids are really happy. I wish I could get more than nine people and I wish I could make more than, you know, a few hundred bucks a week from it. And I said, well, how did you go about promoting it? And she said, well, I just put up some flyers and I, I sent out an email to some people I knew saying that I had a class and people could enroll and here's what it cost. And I said, well, that's not how I would do it. And, and let me give you some ideas of maybe what you could do when you want to launch the next class. She said, sure. So I said, you need to build some sort of brand awareness and you need to cultivate interest in who you are and, and offer value and make deposits before you ask for a withdrawal. So I said, let me give you an example. Let's say your target market is the parents of the of these kids and the parents are going to enroll them in this playwriting class. So for weeks leading up to it, or maybe for even like two months or three months, maybe you just start putting out some content where you're writing a simple blog about what you think the benefits are for kids who are doing a playwriting class. Why are you starting it? Why are you so excited about it? Maybe you start a Facebook group where you're having conversations with parents about how you feel theater and the arts and playwriting helps a kid to express themselves and to have more confidence. And why? And, and just start to create value and start to um, put things out there. And so it's not just this overnight, hi, you've never heard of me. Me or what I'm doing, but would you like to spend $300 on this class? But there's a runway and, and there's value that's being put out and people will start to have um, a sense of trust around who you are and around what you're creating. And then when you go to say, you know, I do have this thing that you could participate in, um, they're more likely to to want to join you because there's a lot more going on now. They There's a trust, there's a relationship, and they already have gotten a taste of what's so special. So now they might really want the whole thing. I said, you could even offer like to give a free masterclass. You know, maybe you're putting out some content, you're doing a few Facebook live videos, you create a couple blog posts, you create a Facebook group, you have a couple discussions, and then you start to see there's a little interest. And so you offer that for like 30 parents or 50 parents, you, they can come by themselves or they can bring their kids and you're going to do a free workshop. And then at the end of the workshop, you say, um, I'm doing a nine week class that's sort of similar to what we did tonight. Would you like to sign up? And that would be like really warm leads. Like whoever would come to that would be even more likely to sign up because now they've, you know, been on your email list or they've seen the Facebook posts or they've been part of the Facebook conversation or they saw the blog and now they actually came to this free workshop. So at the end, if they actually got value from this thing. So I want you to really think about that because that's a whole different way of looking at sales than most people usually do. And so there's lots more ways to grow your business if you start thinking right now about ways that you can start 
consistently putting out content, you know, thinking of it as part of the launch, like, okay, I'm going to launch the class in July. So three months ahead of time, I'm going to really want to make sure that I already have in place when I'm going to give a free masterclass, what blog content I'm going to be creating, what freebies, what cheat sheets. People need to be excited and have experienced a taste of what it is that we do. So once somebody has experienced something, doesn't that just make more sense that they've tried it and now it's easier for them to make an investment in something because they already have a sense of of how valuable that thing is. So what are other ways that you can be establishing yourself in this world? What are other ways that you can be growing a following so that eventually you have people who are going to come to your class? You can be guest blogging. You can be starting a podcast on this topic. What are some things that you can be doing? Think about it. What are some things that you can be doing so you can just start to grow some awareness that you are somebody who's enthusiastic about this, who's passionate about this, and who knows something about this topic? So then the next obvious thing is that people might want to come to you to learn more about it and to drill down and have more coaching and mentoring from you on this particular topic. Okay, step number five. How do you ensure that this class is amazing, right? You've created content. You've thought about how you want to create this class. Is it in person? Is it one-on-one? Is it in a group? Are you renting space? Are you sharing space with someone who has it? Are you doing it online? Now you're getting people to come to this class. People are in. People are paying you. People are showing up. How do you make sure that this class is amazing? So you want to show up for your students. You want to really show up. And one thing that's important is that in the beginning, you don't bite off more than you can chew. You really get your feet wet and you start, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of starting things in beta. Like maybe you start and you have a max of like, I'm going to have 10 people or 20 people in my class because I really want to make sure that I, I know what I'm talking about and that I can actually help people get from point A to point B. And it helps you really make sure that you're going to give Give people the value that they deserve and that you want them to have. So showing up for your students is important. Once you have a certain kind of business model where you know the class is profitable, it makes sense to hire a team. Maybe you have somebody else assisting you who can help answer emails, who also understands what it is that you're teaching, who can help guide people along and support your students along with you to get them from point A to point B. Another thing that's important is You don't have to have a PhD, but it's really important to make sure like you do have some proven results. Like let's say you want to teach people how to um, develop their own film. It's important that you've been in a dark room and you've actually developed film before. If you want to teach somebody how to change a tire, you probably need to have results. You probably need to successfully have changed dozens of tires. And maybe I think it's important, maybe if you've already helped somebody else get results. Like before I started teaching people how to write music for film and TV and how to license it, before I started charging people for that, I made sure that not only had I gotten results with my own strategies multiple times, but that the things that I had taught to other songwriters really worked. And I could point to it and say, you see this person? I sat down with this person one-on-one and they got results. You see this person? I sat down with them and they had never had a license before. And after we talked within six months, they had their songs in a target spot. They got their songs in a TV show. So I think that what I'm saying has been proven. Like that should have already happened. Whether you got results for yourself, for your mom, for your sister, for your neighbor, for your friends, or for other people, you just want to make sure that you've gotten results. But on the flip side, you don't have to be a PhD, like world renowned expert. I feel like that's something we'll get to later, but just make sure that you've had some results. Another thing to keep in mind is you should be really enthusiastic about this. So 
choose a subject that you love talking about because I don't know about you, but whenever I'm around somebody, like even if this person isn't a Harvard professor in this particular topic, if somebody is passionate and enthusiastic about what they're teaching me, I'm really engrossed. I'm really engaged. So make sure that you don't just go down this road because you think you hear me saying like, oh, this is a way for you to make some good money, that you go down this road because you love teaching this certain topic. You could talk about it till you're blue in the face. You just enjoy it so much. Make sure you're enthusiastic because that's going to help your students get excited and that's going to help them stay in it. Another thing I want you to think about is that I think the job of a great teacher is to keep their students accountable. Like one of your biggest tasks as a teacher is to hold that bar high and to keep showing them the potential that you see in them so that they start to see that in themselves. So really remember to hold them accountable. So one thing to do is give them assignments, keep them on task. Remember that like you want to just keep moving them forward. And that's part of what's going to help them get results. Like the more they get results, obviously, the better you're going to feel about the value of your class and the more people will hear about it and want to take the class. So it's important that they get results. And so your job is to keep them accountable so that they keep showing up. So be consistent and keep showing up for them and keep letting them know what's possible. Keep showing them what results are possible if they keep going and give them assignments and keep them on task. Okay, step number six. Here's some logistics. First of all, before you put your class out there in the world, it's a good idea to validate your class idea. So this is something you might want to do. Find out what people want to know. Who are your ideal students? Who are the people that come to mind who might want to learn more about this subject? Find out who they are, what they want to know. Get a sense for what are their biggest hurdles? How can you help them? What are the areas where they need your help? You might even ask people to fill out like a quick survey. Make a few questions and ask them, what do you need help with? And then design your class around their questions. I did that a lot. Like I would, I had so much beta because I had so many people coming to me asking me how to write music for film and TV. I was written about in Variety and Billboard. I had some full page stories written and I would get all these emails from artists asking me all these questions. And I started meeting with a lot of people one-on-one. And then of course I told you, I started meeting with people in groups and I would always ask people like, what are your biggest needs? What are your biggest problems? What are the biggest hurdles? And sometimes we take for granted what somebody else needs to know is something that you don't even realize is something that you need to be teaching. So validating your class idea, making sure that people do need it, that they do want it, and then maybe there's something huge that you didn't even think to put in the class that is actually the thing that they really need to learn about. So ask them those questions. What are their hurdles? What are the things that they need help with so that you can design the class around it? So that class content is really important when it comes to validating the idea and then building the content around it. Also, get a sense of what people are willing to pay for the class. Throw stuff out there. Ask them what they'd want to pay for it and see if what you're thinking and what they're thinking sort of adds up. Now, remember, like, it doesn't have to be one size fits all and you don't have to think to yourself, well, I want everyone to be able to afford it. It's okay. I mean, think of it. Wouldn't you rather have less people in the class paying you more so you could really give those people your time than to have every single person in the world be able to afford it? That's not really the goal. Just think about, like, what's a reasonable amount to charge for it that you really think think is something that somebody could afford, that you think is helpful, that's reasonable, but also it needs to be enough money that it gets you really excited about putting in the time because you're going to have to show up in order to get those people results. So think about that. Also, think about like logistically, does this need to be done in six weeks? Is this a 12-month class? What's the best way for people to have enough time to move through the assignments, to learn all the content, and then to apply it? So think about how long the class should be. 
also, one thing that's really important, I think, in addition to all the content that's going to be up there, whether you're doing it through Kajabi, Udemy, Teachable, I think it's important to create a private Facebook group for people in your class and to offer them support, whether it's office hours once a week, whether you do a Q&A once a week, once every two weeks. I think that there should be an ongoing live update where people can come to you, can go to you to sort of have more time to drill down on topics, to ask questions on things that were confusing. I think that gives the class even more value. I think it makes it so worth their time and worth their investment if they have you there as a mentor. So it's not just this content that they can read or digest at their own pace, but they have you there. So decide how many Q&As, how often do you want to do that? For me, in my classes, I like to show up consistently. I like to show up and I have um, my team show up as well so that there's there's real support and there's there's a lot of FaceTime so that people make sure that they can that they can get that support. Now, one thing you can think about is also um, using something called Zoom. So Zoom video is incredible because it allows you to see people's faces. It's like a video chat. You can have up to 100 people, I think, on there at a time. So let's say you offer that. And then not only can you have these Facebook Lives you do in the Q&A, whether that's once a week or once a month or whatever you decide, but you could also decide that you're going to show up on Zoom and you're going to be able to actually see people face-to-face and listen to them and coach them and mentor them. That is an invaluable thing to give somebody. If somebody has a mentor in this life who reminds them of what they can do and gives them pointed feedback, that could be really helpful. That could save them a tremendous amount of time. That could save them tons of time spinning their wheels frustration, and it could be all the difference between them giving up on that particular thing or them actually getting results. Having a mentor is gold. So think about if you want to do Q&A, if you want to have a private Facebook group in addition for people who sign up for your class, and if you also want to maybe have the Zoom video, um, which you could also offer, and that way you get even more FaceTime with your class, offer them more support, and then you feel even better about what you're charging because you feel like you're there, you're a mentor, and you're there to ask questions and be their guide through this whole journey. Okay, step number seven. Now, there are going to be some hurdles along the way, right? So, but everything is figure outable, everything is doable. So, when it comes to the tech stuff, like creating slideshows, creating the content, figuring out um, how you're going to upload stuff, which site you're going to use, there's so many ways that you can figure out how to get help with that. There are numbers that you can call from all these services that can walk you through it. When it comes to the Facebook ads, there are so many people, if you start asking the right questions, there are people you can hire to help you create Facebook ads. There are ways that you can learn how to create Facebook. Facebook ads, if you just hop onto YouTube, this is all figure outable. So just take a deep breath and just keep walking forward because you will be able to figure out how to put all those pieces together one piece at a time. Another big hurdle is that you're going to have this feeling of, of imposter syndrome and everybody goes through this. It's like you're going to think to yourself, who am I to teach this? You're going to second guess yourself. Why should I be teaching this? I'm not an expert. I haven't published three books on it. So what? Here's what I want you to know. Like, just like we talked about Teresa, Chris Gillibo mentioned her, how she was like teaching sourdough bread, how to make sourdough bread. He said she's now making like over $85,000 a year just teaching people different classes only on sourdough bread. And yeah, uh, people could have gone to learn how to make sourdough bread from a cookbook. People could have probably watched free videos on YouTube. There will always be a tribe for you. 
Everybody speaks a different language. Everyone has a different frequency. So don't sell yourself short. Everything is already saturated. So I'm telling you, just because there might already be tons of people talking about this particular topic, that's actually just evidence that there's people interested in this topic and there will be a group of people and it doesn't have to be millions or even hundreds of thousands. It doesn't even have to be thousands or hundreds. If you had 50 people who wanted to take your class over the next year and they were each willing to pay you 20 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month, think about how significant that is for you. Think about that for a second. That could be hundreds of dollars a month, thousands of dollars a month. You don't need an endless amount of people. What you need is you need to be reminded that when you're enthusiastic and you're passionate about something, That speaks volumes and there will be people who say, I don't know what it is. I just want to learn from this girl. She's so excited about it. The way she teaches it, it just speaks to me and I can learn from her. And and what's so cool is that not everybody is into every person. Like there are some people who listen to my podcast and they just, they don't jive with it. And that's fine because it means that that law of the universe means that there will be people who do drive with this podcast who don't drive with other podcasts. There's always going to be people who are your people, just like when you're dating somebody, right? It's like, why is it that you sit in front of this person and you don't know why, but this is the person who you just feel like you're home with. This is the person who speaks your language and there's just something about this person. You're like, I, I already dated, you know, this many people, but you just went on a date with this guy and this is the one who's going to be your husband because it's just something about how you fit together you will always find your tribe. I want you to trust that and I want you to keep walking forward. And if you really feel passionate about something that you're teaching and you feel like you've gotten results, there are people who want to know how to do that thing. In fact, somebody said to me years ago, he had sold his business for like $50 million and it was like a tech business and he was somebody who like creates apps. And he said something that was just so fascinating was that more than he ever made for the app or for selling the app He made so much more money teaching people how to make their own apps and teaching people how to sell their businesses like he sold his. He said, it's just fascinating. Like, yes, you can make money making stuff, but there's always going to be a line of people around the block who want to learn from you how to make it or how you did what you did, how you got those results. And there's always going to be, he said, more people who are interested in learning from you how you got results than actually the people who are interested in buying from you what it is that you make, which I find fascinating. And in my own life, I have found that my teaching has given me such a sense of purpose. It makes me feel like I contribute so much. And the truth is that because I started teaching songwriters, it was one of my songwriting students who said to me, you should start a podcast. And I just feel like that's so cool with life. Like every time you do the next thing that you feel compelled to do and you don't second guess yourself and you have the courage to put things out there, even though, you know, I've had plenty of moments where I'm like, who am I to teach this? Or am I charging too much? Should I even be charging? Should I be doing this for free? And it's like, no, this is my time. I have to take time away from every other things I'm doing. I have to take time away from what I would be doing with my own songwriting or with my podcast or being a mom and being with my kids. It's like, of course I should get paid for that. Plus I can get people incredible results and I can help people to move their dreams forward and get their goals accomplished. Like, why would I poo-poo that? Why would I second guess that? Why would I try to undermine that? That's amazing. And then what's happened is I've made these incredible connections with my students and I get chocolate delivered to the house and people send me handwritten notes and letters about how this class has changed their lives. And it was because of this class that I felt really sure about my abilities. And then I started a podcast. So 
don't second guess yourself. There are people out there who will be better off because you didn't second guess yourself and you started this class. There'll be people out there who say, I'm so glad this person went ahead and started her course because I wanted to know how to do this. I, I always wanted to know how to do this. And for some reason, the way that this person teaches, I could really hear it. And then I started to add more well-being to my life. Whether your class is something that's just going to help people to do something that they wanted to do for fun, whether it's knitting or poetry, or whether it's something that's going to help people move their business forward, that's actually going to help their bottom line and help them make more money. It's all adding value. And as long as you feel like you can get people results and you're passionate about it, don't think that you're an imposter Everybody thinks that. Everybody thinks they're a fraud at everything in the beginning. And by doing it, you'll gain more confidence. And then when you start to see that it actually helps people, you're going to feel even more confident. You'll be so glad that you started. Okay, so those are seven essential steps to how to teach it. Now, I know that was a lot. So with my awesome team, we made you this like epic cheat sheet, which you can download. You can go to the show notes on iTunes or you can go to the show notes at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. You can also find this um, worksheet if you go to my Facebook page, Don't Keep Your Day Job, or the Facebook group, Don't Keep Your Day Job, our community there. You can find it in any of those places, but you can download it because it's gonna give you not only what we talked about, but some more specifics on how to teach it. Sort of like the whole kitchen sink on everything you need to know to start teaching and start getting your wheels turning on how could you be doing this. I really want you to think about it because it doesn't have to mean that just because you're teaching, now you can't be creating that stuff. Just because you're a teacher, now you're no longer an artist. Just because you're a teacher means that you're less cool. No, like we are all multidimensional. We're multifaceted. I don't understand why people put themselves in these such narrow boxes. Like everybody who I know who's successful, they do multiple things. This one's writing a book. This one's starting these like retreats. This one has a, you know, a studio in the back of their house where they paint three times a week. We can do multiple things at one time. Okay. Now, part of this cheat sheet is I gave you some white space where I asked you some questions and wanted to see what you possibly could teach. If you want to send it to me, I'd love to read these. I think it's so much fun. I read all of my emails. You could send it to me at hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. And I'd love to see like, what are you thinking about? And as you're working through this worksheet, like, if your wheels start to turn and you start thinking, oh yeah, maybe I could reach out to this coffee shop and offer to do a class there. Oh yeah, maybe I could rent space. Maybe I would do an online class. What would I call my class? Who might I bring in to do like a beta? Who might want to learn this stuff? Who might be really valuable to me? Because not only can I teach them this, but they can also give me some feedback on what they're learning or what they want to learn or what's not working or what their hurdles are. There's so much good stuff here, guys. So I'll be back here again next week with another episode. I'm trying to do all different kinds of things. So you're going to hear from people who've done all different kinds of pursuits. But on these episodes, I just want to keep hitting this from different angles. And so today we talked about how to teach it. But really, even if you don't want to teach a class, even if none of this is going to ever be something that transpires in your life, I think it's just a helpful conversation to be thinking out of the box because so often people are thinking about how like they don't have enough resources when it comes to money and you underestimate what you could be doing right now to make yourself more money. We forget that like innately we have skills, we have talents, we have things that maybe you take for granted, but somebody else might not. Somebody else might really find it valuable to have you teaching them how to organize their closets. Somebody else might really find it valuable if you took the time and yeah, in the beginning, it might feel like it's a little overwhelming, but let's say it took you six weeks to put together some content and really figure out how to make some slideshows and meet up with some people and and ask them questions about what they want to learn. And okay, so maybe that takes a few weeks, but it could be so worth it because you could then create a course, whether it's in person for a group or online, that could be bringing you so much revenue and so much purpose. I'm telling you in my own life, 
I've had such results with teaching classes. Dozens and dozens of my students have now gotten results. They've gotten their songs on TV shows or ads. And I love that. I love that I've been able to figure something out and then give it away. And by the way, people will say to me like, well, aren't you afraid that like you're teaching somebody a secret to something and now there'll be less for you? It's like, absolutely not. Like people ask me all the time, how do you start a podcast? And so we did a whole episode on how to start a podcast and I'd actually be happy to teach a whole class on it because I feel like nobody can take my destiny. Like nobody can take what's yours. And so I feel confident in that. There's abundance out there. There's always going to be people who want to go to that coffee shop instead of that coffee shop. There's always going to be people who like this song and don't like this song. There's enough room for everybody. And so I love that I can teach people how to license their music. And whatever you have to teach, whether it's teaching someone how to podcast, teaching somebody how to bake, teaching somebody how to grow their business, teaching somebody how to watercolor, teaching somebody how to, you know, create an app, whatever it is that you had to, you, you know how to teach teach it. You'd be so surprised. Like you're going to feel rewarded from that. You might love that, but it's another great way for you to make a living doing something you love. I hope that this was helpful. All right. So here are some takeaways. Number one, get the content down. Brain dump first, figure out the syntax and steps afterwards. Number two, it's not rocket science. If you commit, you will figure it out. Number three, offer free content to prove that you have value, but don't teach everything for free. Number four, when you start, don't bite off more than you can chew. Number five, you don't need a PhD. You just need to have results. Number six, have enthusiasm and passion for your class. It will be your greatest asset. Number seven, know your ideal student. What problems can you help them solve? Number eight, there will always be a tribe for you. Number nine, just because you teach, it doesn't mean you're not an artist. Number 10, everyone has a class in them. And number 11, it's totally okay to share your secrets to success. After all, no one's going to take your destiny. If you guys love this show, if you think that this was inspiring, share it with someone who needs to hear it. If you want to really help us out, go to iTunes, leave us a review. And if you want me to follow you on Instagram, I'd be happy to follow you on Instagram. Come on over. You can follow me and then just private message me. You can ask me a question there. You can We can chat, but you can also just say, hey, follow me back. I'd be happy to follow you back. I love you guys. I'll leave you with another song of mine this week, and I will talk to you next week. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tim Street, and producer, Emma Kikuchi. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. Anytime I'm feeling blue, I can go to you. I can always count on you do that thing you do. You turn your head and look at me, remind me of what you can see. And then you tell me. Smart and good looking and you're talented too You got the biggest smile and one winning attitude And we seem like a pretty good pair to me Like a sailboat in the deep blue sea And you agree And that's why You are my friend Yes, you are my friend slice of heaven sent down to me from beginning to end you are my friend when you wake me up in the morning you're never too loud 
when I make a mistake, you're always so proud of me. And we go together perfectly, like a cold day and a cup of tea. And you agree. I agree. That's why you are my friend. Yes, you are my friend. And every day it will be that way. Just a little slice of heaven sent down to me from beginning to end. You are my friend. Ever try to catch a falling star? I do it every day. Every time I look at you, the whole world melts away. And there's no way we'll be apart. Like Picasso and his art. And I know you by heart. Sent 